Brian Eno once wrote, saying that cultural objects have value is like saying that telephones have conversations. Marsha McLuhan is perhaps most famously known for coining the term, the medium is the message. His point was that the way we communicate something has intrinsic effects on the way the message is perceived and acted upon. This relationship between medium and message is fundamentally symbolic. By definition, a symbol is a representation of something else. We use it as a shorthand or a proxy to bring a message or some matter of substance to mind. Like if you look at a crucifix, you think of Jesus Christ. But a symbol itself is not substance, only a representation of substance. This is where it's easy to make an error by mistaking a symbol for the actuality or even for something that it no longer represents. Three modern examples that show how precarious our ability to differentiate between symbol and substance is commercial branding, social justice, and education. Looking at all three of these in tandem can deepen our understanding of our dependency on symbols, so just bear with me here for a minute. First of all, branding. It's literally a logo. Marketing experts like Simon Sinek advise companies to focus on the why question when branding rather than the what and the how of the business. The reason this works so incredibly well is because it's grounded in symbolism. Every Mac user that I've ever talked to didn't care that there were better performing, and cheaper options in the PC market. Because oftentimes, to them, owning a Mac meant that they shared an identity of freedom, luxury, and creativity. Second of all, social justice. Sometimes the fight for social justice doesn't make complete sense. A lot of folks blame the poor box office performance of the Ghostbusters reboot on misogyny. But the incredible performance of Wonder Woman in the box office would seem to indicate that maybe we just didn't like Ghostbusters. However, in the minds of these concerned individuals, this fact isn't going to change their mind because the point was not that Ghostbusters was necessarily proof for the belief system, it was that Ghostbusters represented a success in Hollywood for female leads and its poor performance in the box office was symbolic of misogyny, regardless of the facts. Finally, education. As I've already outlined in episodes 29 and 35, you can get a better education than is offered at most universities for less or even for free. So why do we go into debt for a degree. Because to ourselves and to potential employers, a degree symbolizes a certain level of success and competence. That's it. So obviously symbols can deceive us, but the reason we use symbols so much is because they're usually the only thing we have to go on. How would an employer know that a job candidate is reasonably well-rounded and reliable? They could spend time getting to know them, but it's more economically efficient to take a gamble on an individual that already has the approval of a trusted social institution. But so many ills are caused in society when we allow a symbol to outstay its welcome or become the reason for its own existence. Student debt is a serious problem in America right now and is almost entirely caused by universities taking advantage of students who are getting a degree for the sake of the degree rather than to acquire an education in a certain field and then demonstrate that they have that education with the degree. That difference is subtle, but it's often the difference between falsehood and reality. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Overthinker. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, exciting announcement. Overthinker is now a podcast. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. So if you're interested in listening to it while you're on the road or doing your workout or whatever, you can now get Overthinker as a podcast. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments.